Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. And welcome to Modern Little Podcast, Episode 14, Catching Up. And we are catching up this week. Fran and I are catching up. We haven't seen each other in a few weeks, and I'm traveling, and Fran's traveling. And plus, we're also going to catch up with Jeff. And Jeff has been on two of our previous episodes. He is a friend, and he is also a widower. And we need to catch up with him and see how he's doing, because the first anniversary of his wife's death is rapidly approaching. And that, Fran and I both know, that is a very hard time. Fran, before we bring Jeff on, do you know what time it is? It's time for Weekend Shenanigans, Notable Events. Yes, it is. I think our listeners are really enjoying our Weekend Shenanigans, Notable Events segment because we're getting some pretty funny and positive comments about it. So Fran, do you have any notable events to share with us? I do, and it, it kind of ties into what we were uh, talking about as far as Jeff and the first anniversary of his wife's death coming up. So mine isn't like a really happy notable event. It's notable because of something I forgot, or more to the point, I forgot to remember. Sunday marked five years of the day that we received my husband's cancer diagnosis. Life changed for both of us that day. And six weeks later, his life went away. That day has been etched in my mind. If you will, it was a watershed moment. But lately, a lot of things have been occupying my thoughts. I really didn't realize what day it was until later in the day. And then I realized I forgot to remember. I know that life is life is moving on. It is. And I know that. But I, I still wonder sometimes, will it always be like this? Is it always going to be like this? Will I always get to March 28th at the end of the day and think, oh my gosh, I forgot to remember that this was the day that changed our lives. And so, yeah, I do wonder, what if I forget to remember? Well, You really didn't forget to remember. You did at some point during that day, that thought came to you. Oh my gosh, this is the day that we found out. And it's been five years. I know. Wow. I know. Five five years ago. I know. Well. But don't. Don't beat yourself up over that, friend. Because I, I and I and I know our guest last week said exactly that thing. And I don't. I'm learning. I seriously am learning not to do that. But in those certain moments, you and I both know that we will always have those certain moments. So how about you? Yes. Hopefully you have something notable, a little bit more light. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, this happened today. Now I received a letter from the people that put in my dock a while ago, and because I'm in Florida, I decided to call them because the docks on this lake that I live, they have to come in and out because I'm in northern Michigan and the water freezes in the winter and the docks get broken up. So they pulled the dock out late fall and they put it back in in the spring. And so I called them and we went over the plan and I thought that was enough. You know, I had talked to the service manager. We had the date set up. Well, today I'd had my first cup of coffee and I'm going through my emails. And here's an email from the Dock and Lift 
company stating that I was supposed to have this paperwork in on Friday and I didn't do it. Do I still want them to put my docket? So I responded and I thought I wrote, yes, please put my doc in in April. I talked to someone and thought that was covered. Okay, so I send the response back. And then I took a sip of coffee and I thought, I better read that again, even though I had already sent it. And I looked and (laughs) the eye on the keyboard is right next to the O on the keyboard. So just think of it. Just think of, yes, please put my, you think of the word in, in April. I've already talked to somebody. I'm dying. I mean, so of course. I'm so embarrassed. So I write another email to them and quickly said, oops, it should have read, put my doc in in April. Sorry about the typo. Well, I have a feeling that made their day. I have a feeling they quit for the day. They looked at each other and said, that's it. We're done. Everybody go home. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh well. Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's one very notable event. Oh. And I hope I can show my face in my town when I get um, back there. Well, you might be pretty popular. <laughs> And the second notable event is this. Oh, I am headed back to Michigan. A very good friend of mine came down and she's driving back with me because I drove down because the poodles are here and the poodles basically go everywhere with me. So I actually feel that it's time to go home and I want to and I want to be back in Michigan. But I have to say that my stay in Cape Coral, Florida this year has been wonderful. And I now get the snowbird syndrome. It was so nice and relaxing to be in a warm climate, but I'm also ready to go home. So that tells me that I am a migratory person, like a snowbird. Yes, I agree. I've been lucky enough. I'm getting ready to travel to Arizona once again, and that will make four trips to Arizona and one trip to Florida. And I have to tell you, I think it's what's gotten me uh, through this this past winter. Yes. You know, because of COVID, because of not being able to see family members like you want to see them and visit with people, just being in the warm climate really helped. And you know what else? I want to say that everyone I met in Florida, they were so hospitable, so kind. I had, if I had an issue, I could go to the neighbors next door and they would help me out. So I want to thank the people in Florida. I had a wonderful time. I'm hoping I'll be able to come back here next year. And thank you so much. I, again, Cher, I agree. I was able to spend the time with you and I spent time in Arizona And my time in Arizona, I made so many contacts, good people that became friends very quickly. And I believe that they will remain friends. So yes, it's all good. It's all good. 
It is all good. And I am looking forward to getting back to Michigan because it is spring and there's not a better place to be than spring and summer and fall in the state of Michigan. Yes, except today it's like 67 and tomorrow and the next day it's going to be 35. That's what I like. Variety. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We want to welcome Jeff back. Jeff has been on two of our previous episodes and he's not only a friend, but he is a recent widower. And we know that the first anniversary of your spouse's death is rapidly approaching. And Fran and I both know how hard of an anniversary that is. So welcome back, Thank Jeff. You. Thank you. It's good to be back. Nice to have a chance to chat with you ladies and bring you up to speed on what's going on in my life. Absolutely want to hear what, what you've been up to. Well, you're absolutely right about the anniversary of Pat's passing. It's a week from Saturday, actually. So I, I'm dreading that whole th- situation right now. I still carry a lot of pictures of her in my cell phone. And unfortunately, I'm drawn to those a lot recently. The ones of our wedding and the ones of our kids. And most recently, the ones of her lying so poorly on the bed as she nears the end of her life. And that always brings back some difficult days and difficult moments anyway. At least they don't last as long as they used to. Mm-hmm. Been doing some traveling this past couple weeks, actually. Getting out of the snow, by the way, there was two inches in Petoskey again last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a town called Tyler, Texas, or just outside of a town called Tyler, Texas, which is about 100 miles outside of Dallas, playing a little golf with friends and meeting bunches of new people and just having a good old time. Last week, I spent in the mountains of North Carolina with some new friends there and at a school called the John Campbell Folk Art School, which was extremely interesting and uh, very inviting. And I probably will go back there at least once this summer if I can get into a class. Like everything Mm -hmm. else, they have to limit what's going on. So but that's that's been my life the last couple of weeks. And prior to that, we're just trying to make sure that the snow didn't pile up too much and took care of things with school since I'm still doing that. How did you figure your itinerary um, for this trip? Was was there a particular reason that you that you went to the places that you went? Not in the beginning. In the beginning, I was going to see friends in Kerrville, Texas, and then stop here in Tyler to see the friends that I'm with now. But then I saw a post about this school and was in touch with one of the board members down there. And she said, well, you must come down and see this. So that's what I did instead of going out to Kerrville and then backtracking. And it was well worth the trip. Really neat place, ladies. If you ever want to have some real fun with any kind of art and craft and folk art kind of things, i Got Hmm. about a dozen catalogs. I'll make sure Sherry gets one or go online and look because it's on all it's all online, too. What was the name of the school? John C. Campbell School. How much time did you spend there? Well, I was in the vicinity of the school for five days. I got there on Tuesday and I left on Sunday. Much of the time I I spent almost a whole day there with their executive director talking about programming and, and their board member talking about funding opportunities, talking about their next 100 years, because 
in 25, they'll be 100 years old, talking about the history. Of, it's the largest one in the country. Um, mm-hmm. It's a campus that encompasses about 300 acres, and it's just wow. gorgeous. I have many, <laughs> many pictures of the area. So if you've never been in the mountains, the Smokies in North Carolina, it's just gorgeous. I never thought I'd like to leave Petoskey or the environs of Northern Michigan, but that is very inviting down there. Just really, really gorgeous. Jeff, you're traveling by motor coach. Okay. And you have your poodles with you? Oh, very nice. Great. This week is a little different. When I was in North Carolina, I stayed in a home with the dogs because the coach would not go up the hills that they were living in. I mean, it would go up them, but they were all gravel. So it wouldn't have been safe to try to do that. So I stayed with the home, but down here, I'm staying in a motorhome park when I go out to play golf with Carol and Bill in their air-conditioned motorhome, and they're just fine. Absolutely. Now, do you tow I do a not car? Tow. I've done that before, okay. and I found that to be more of a hassle than it was worth. If I'm in one place any length of time, I will rent. But in the, for the most part, when I go someplace, unless I'm going to a place like I've done these last two weeks, I don't stick around that much that long, maybe a night or two. And I don't have to go out for that. It's just nice to sit down for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. I've seen some beautiful places. I went to the Siege of Vicksburg Memorial. That was astounding. It was just, it's really, Sherry, you know what I'm talking about. You've done it. It's it's great, really. It's a great way to live and a great way to travel. It's a wonderful way to travel. Bill always said he loved the concept of taking your home down the road with you. (laughs) (laughs) Except as we all know, if you're a motor home person, they do break down. When I had broke down four times, twice going and twice coming back from Florida, I was on a hook four times and that got costly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're expensive machines to start. And you also have to have, some knowledge of how to <laughs> fix things, which I have no knowledge how to fix things. So. Bailing wire, uh, duct tape, and bungee cords are all you need. <laughs> oh, shoot. When, well, when, when do you anticipate um, heading back this way? I'm going to leave here the day after Easter. The anniversary of Pat's passing is the 10th. My daughters want to get together on that day. Uh, my son, of course, is in San Francisco, and he won't be coming for that. Oh, he's not there anymore. He's in Long Beach. Anyway, he won't be home. I don't think he has not indicated that he would be. But we're going. And to... what, what route are you taking to get back? Well, until I read all of the stories about the brush fires and wildfires, Dakotas, I was going to go up through uh, South and North Dakota, a little bit west of here yet. But I was going to do that so I could see uh, Rushmore in the Badlands. But they've closed Rushmore. Oh, fires out there. So. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I didn't either. Uh, I posted that on Facebook at one point, and a friend of mine said, you better check and see. They're closed now. They might still be closed next week. So, mm-hmm. Wow. I hadn't yeah. heard that either. Just now I'm gonna, my plan is to go back up through Memphis, stop in Little Rock, then Memphis, and then head up from there. Well, I hope when you go to Memphis, you've got to see Graceland. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not- Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> well, on the other hand, maybe you don't have to stop and see Grace. <laughs> I am 
Beale, though. Beale is a great, great street. Oh, sure. I was there once a number of years ago and had the best hamburger I've ever had in my life, and it was deep fried. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that does wow. sound good. It was, it was fry, it, not in a typical deep fryer. There was just a big vat of fat on the side of the hot top. And this young lady that was making those things, she'd patty those things out and drop them in there and put them on a bun. Oh, my God. They were like a 10 napkin hamburger. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Jeff, I know that you work with the Native American community. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about that? Uh, you work with Native yes. American students in northern Michigan and why don't you talk about that a little bit? Because I think that's oh. so impressive that even though you're at retirement age, you are still giving back well, to I your turned community. turned 75 yesterday. I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, um, wow. Happy well, happy birthday. birthday. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. Pat found an ad in the newspaper one day and said, hey, why don't you look at this? And that was back when the consortium was led out of Boyne City and the consortium included all the schools that uh, we currently work with, plus about eight others. So it was pretty big. And I started working as a part-timer with that. Within two years, we decided that we didn't need to be part of Boyne anymore. We could be on our own. So our four-school consortium includes Alanson, Mackinac City, Indian River, and Wolverine. We service about, on average, 135 Native American children a year. It's funded through the Civil Rights Act of 64, and it's really quite, an, like everything else the government does, they, they throw money at things that they're not sure they're, what they're doing. But this time, I think it's really good, but the funding has never increased. It's $241 per pupil, Sherry, for the, wow. year, for the year. Wow. And that has, wow. that has to cover everything. So. It's, you know, we're always looking for funding sources, but the job by definition is remedial help for students of Native American heritage, American Indian, Hawaiian Native, or Alaskan Indian. And those are the three protected classes that we service. Uh, typically, we don't have much more than the uh, Native Americans, but uh, sometimes we'll have some folks from Alaska. I don't think we've ever done anything with Hawaiians. I have two staff members. Our primary focus is remedial. At least we like it to be known that it is, but I think we spend more time in mentorship roles than actual remedial help in any of the core subjects. It's tough to do. I think most of those kids, by the time they get to that point, need more of a safe place than they do someone trying to help them with uh, quadratic equation. We do a lot of mentoring, a lot of listening to kids, no matter what age they are, from kindergarten to 12th grade. That's our responsibility. We don't hear much from the kindergartners, except let's do something fun. Uh, <laughs> but as we get further in, we get a lot of uh, situations where a young lady or a young man is wondering about their life, and they'll come and talk to us more as a counselor or someone of an adult that cares about them and is willing to listen to them and doesn't have any power, so to speak. Being mandated reporters, of course, something comes up that we're concerned about that has to go further. But most of the time, we don't get into those types of things. But it's just so heartwarming. Sherry, you being an educator, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yes. And how often do you see the students? Is it an everyday? 
job is a three days a week for me. My other two people that work with me, I work primarily out of a Lansing and I'm there two days. Everybody that works in this program, at least with me, is a part-time employee, contracted employee actually through EduStaff. And I work Tuesdays and Thursdays in a Lansing. Wednesday morning, I spend with Mackinac City. And Wednesday afternoon, I split the time between Indian River and Wolverine. I have two people that work Indian River and Wolverine also. So they're getting they're getting as much time as Alanson does, but with two different people. We do a lot of cultural awareness. The tribe spends a lot of time in our schools with us. The local band of Odawa, the Little Traverse Bay Band, is is involved almost every day in some form or another. There's a program there that is another federal grant called SPRING, and it's an acronym for I have no idea, <laughs> but it's new generations of people not dependent on alcohol and other drugs. So it's a alcohol and drug awareness kind of program. And they come in to all the schools and do in-person talking circles with the kids, talk about the seven grandfather teachings and anything else that the kids want to get talking about. They ask some pretty probing questions in those talking circles, um, you know, about families and about backgrounds and about the kids' feelings, especially now that marijuana is legal in Michigan. There's a lot of conversation around those types of things. I have a big sign in, in my office in Alanson that says it's, there's no need to smoke the weed. Kids want to talk about that sometimes. They want to talk about interpersonal relationships that go too far. They want to talk about who's pregnant and who isn't and who's sleeping with who is that kind of stuff. And that gets a little bit tacky once. Not tacky, but a little bit concerning for me. But most of the time they call me Grandpa G, which is good. Aww. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, very nice. Then the the, the education department and the language department uh, at the tribe are working real hard to be more involved. Also, we're working on some culture kits right now that include smudging kits and traditional games and things like that that we're making for all the schools, three or four for all the schools and my group. So that's all. It's all good stuff. We do things like decorating paddles and making medicine wheels and making medicine bags and just we have a good time really i'm i'm just i'm i'm so impressed first of all i did not know that you were involved with that i'm just so impressed that you do that it just seems like it is a tremendously worthwhile endeavor more for me than them i'm sure mm-hmm. they they keep my mind going in a lot of different directions but a lot of times I feel more blessed than by that whole activity than than what the kids are. Mm. But yeah, I get I still have kids that are calling me now that are graduated from college and getting married and asking me to come to their weddings and all that kind of stuff. It's very of course then I have a couple that are in prison in Jackson so oh. that I correspond with too. So there's there's all ends of the spectrum there. Spectrum. Yeah. And does the program go through summer or is it a we basically school year do just a school program. year? It's a, it's a year long grant. You have to spend your money by June 30th. Although last year they extended it until this June, I suspect they'll do that again. So they'll carry the funds over, but they don't like to do that. As you know, Sherry, with federal grants, there's usually a timeline that they have to be spent by, or you don't get it next year, kind of thing. Right. That's so. right. Yes. Well, 
What exciting plans do you have as you go back to Michigan? Now it'll be spring and then, of course, summer. So what do you have anything planned? For well, as you know, I've worked in a men's clothing store there for 44 years. I don't know if you know that it's been that long, but our store is is winding itself down. It's actually up for sale. And if it sells, I don't know what I'll do. If the people that buy it want me to work, I probably would because I love doing that. But I suspect I'm going to have the summer off except for my job on the golf course, which is makes my summer really active with golfing because I get to play for that. I don't get paid, but I get to play. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a plan. I'm sure I'll do some more camping. However, I do have my rig rented a number of times for the summer. So I'm not going to have a lot of space to use or a lot of time to use it because it's rented so often. Yeah, you know, get back in the garden and do all those fun things and split wood and get ready for winter, you know? <laughs> oh, it's not even go there yet. <laughs> we got to get past spring first, right? <laughs> and Fran, what events do you um, have coming well, up? Uh, next week, not even a week from now, I'm traveling back to Arizona. This will be my fourth time uh, this uh, since December. And uh, we're, we are driving back across country. And I'm going to be seeing parts of the country that I've I've never seen before. Um, we're going to head north out of Arizona, get Utah, Colorado, head east through Nebraska and Iowa, and then Illinois, and then home. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing parts of Utah and Colorado. Just have never been out there. As soon as I get back, I've got some remodeling projects here at the condo. And you know what, Sherry, you, we all know, Sherry and Jeff, we, we all know when you live in Michigan, that there is a slim window of opportunity for us to enjoy the summer weather. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. A lot of my neighbors go away for the winter. So I, I'm looking forward to reconnecting with them. We always have such a good time together. And my son and daughter-in-law are coming out from Pennsylvania in July. And I haven't seen them since uh, last fall. So uh, yeah, I'm. it's going to be busy, but I'm just looking forward to warm weather. What, what do you got on your uh, agenda, Cher? Well, my main thing, my main event is the Pirate Festival. The Boyne City Pirate Festival is back on for this summer. And I absolutely love the Pirate Fest. I got a message the other day. They wanted to know if I was interested in being in charge of the parade again. And of course I am. And also I do the, I know I love the parade and also the hospitality room. I will be in charge of that. So I'm, that will be my big event the Boyne City Pirate Festival. Well, I have to say, this has been a lot of fun. It was enjoyable to catch up with you, Jeff. And once again, I wish you well, because both Fran and I know that first anniversary is a very tough one. So good luck, and we will be be thinking about you. Thank you so much, ladies. You're you're a real blessing for me. No, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Jeff. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Once again... We want to thank our EP for her continued advice and critiques of our podcast. Many thanks to Park North Studios for mixing our audio. Thank you, Jeff, for being on our podcast again. I know that people want to hear your story. They're interested in your views. And thank you. And I'm so glad that you're traveling and having a good time. And of course, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in every week. Fran, from last week our show on suicide prevention, our speaker, 
sent me a website that he thought we should share. And that website is www.survivorsofsuicide.com. This website supports survivors and it gives them an online community. So once again, that is www.survivorsofsuicide.com. If you would like to write a comment, our email is modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. Once again, modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on the following apps, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcast. And Fran, why don't you tell our listeners about our upcoming shows? Absolutely. First, I, I would like to thank Jim, our speaker last week for reaching out to us with that additional information. I think it's valuable information. I We probably should have added a little bit more of that at, at the end of the podcast. So I am so grateful that he reached out with that. Well, we are so excited because starting next week, uh, we're going to introduce a series of shows entitled Widowhood 101. And this is going to cover things they don't tell you about, things that there are no classes to take ahead of time, but that you soon realize you need to know. Yes. One of our shows will be on cooking for one, because you know, Fran, that has been a very hard task. I don't know if it's been a hard task for you, but it's been a hard task for me. You don't want to make those big meals anymore, or you don't make those big meals anymore. And I usually end up eating chips and salsa. Oh. So <laughs> so there needs to be a class on that, at least for me. Well, I don't do that. But yeah, cook, cooking for one was, it was difficult. Uh, cutting down the portions and alert, and realizing that I could make dishes that appealed to me that didn't necessarily always appeal to my husband. Right. And other episodes will be on finances. And also we're going to have one on home maintenance and vehicle maintenance, and also one on self-care, because I'm afraid that a lot of widows and widowers, that is the last thing they think about after the death of their spouse, is that you have to learn to be kind to yourself and to take care of yourself. Absolutely. So I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. Until next time, remember, the road ahead will always be under construction. So watch out for the potholes. See ya. Bye-bye. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble, and I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together, see it through, cause you've got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Big 